It's uh, you, you know, just about you, your life influences. Yeah, it's gonna around. be interesting. So like, um, this is gonna be like the first time I've ever chatted about any of this like on record. You know, um, I've tried to keep this whole thing like just itself and like not me. So like, putting a voice on it is like a, it's a lot for me. Because uh, I try to keep them, like, very separate from my life and then, like, uh, what I make. So uh, I'm, I'm ready to roll. But uh, let's let's do it. Well, I'm excited for that. Thank you. Uh, already in, uh, in the corner store, you, you heard him speak. Um, his name is Utter. He is a really brilliant visual artist, uh, graffiti writer, studio artist, muralist. Um, and I'm excited and honored to have him in the corner store. I will say this, man, our, uh, one of the producers, Max, the snack tour is very disappointed that he cannot be in the building because he's a big fan of your work. And I know that he's excited that we're talking today, but other man, thank you for being in the corner store. Yeah. Thank you guys for uh, letting me be here. Of course. Um, I'm excited to get into your story, but, uh, we do offer our guests some snacks in the corner store. So, uh, I secured you some green tea with ginseng and honey, and then also straight out the corner store, um, a little Debbie Swiss roll. We'll pass on the Debbie Swiss roll. Okay, Thank fair, you for yeah. being Appreciate you. No doubt. Little Debbies, though. Uh, I do fuck with little Debbie. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, I want to I wanna start, actually, before we, we talk about kind of wh- who you are, where you come from. Um, I, I'm also a very, really big fan of your work and have noticed you on a little bit of a tear uh, of late um, in, in the city, in, in particular areas. I've, I've been seeing your hand style uh, all around North and Elston and just in really interesting places along with drawings. Um, but before we talk about style, I guess I, I'm interested in knowing just who you've been influenced by uh, as an artist to become an artist. Uh, okay, I'm all over the place, but like, uh, who influences like first i have to really start off like i'm born and raised in like los angeles like west la is like where i grew up so like um la influence and like style writing besides art but mainly in graffiti is because that's like how i got shown into the art world was graffiti and uh I really have to just give it to like a lot of like the the wild style like painters in Los Angeles dudes that like passed just wild style like made something that was like style writing to me. Style writing to me is like so important and I feel like it's like a dying breed. But um, people like Dry KOG versus KOG, all the MSKs when they were still doing illegal graffiti. I grew up in Los Angeles seeing these people thriving when i was a young kid auger was one of the hugest influences um past that i I remember seeing like david show illegal work in los angeles too special time oh yes oh man one of my like favorites and i'm so blessed that like i got to be a part of that you know and like actually have to see it raw you know not on like my phone or like somewhere that I'm like, okay, this is, this is what's happening right now. I can see it on my phone. It was like when I was a youth, like I had no clue what it was. It was just me driving around the city and like seeing all these things. And, uh, and some of that work wasn't just style writing, which is interesting. Right. I mean, and it was definitely that and masters of style. I mean, the MSK crew, you know, I mean, as a crew, you know, maybe undefeated in terms of the, the, the letters. Uh, but but David in particular was also doing shit that was really out the box. Yeah. And like, um, and like when like when it when it comes to like style writing, that's like the biggest like push of like 
what inspired me, but like bringing it back to everything. It's, it goes back to like chicken scrawls, you know, on like fences and like, you know, certain type of areas that you couldn't be in, but you could like understand the fence tags and be like, okay, like this is a bad neighborhood or like, oh, look at that. There's a bunch of like kids tagging on stuff. That looks fun. But then you look at other neighborhoods and it's just straight gangbanger shit. And you're like, okay. I'm like understanding a city through like the actual streets and the walls was like the biggest influence in the beginning and like trying to really figure that out because like everything else to me was like played out it was like written in books i could look it up at the library this is like before the internet too but like your favorite all-star rapper basketball player anyone you know you could go and figure out who they were because everyone was about like oh look at what i came from to be this and Graffiti was just so important because it was a step away from that. And it was just like, look at the fuck we're doing when everyone's telling us not to do it, but look at what we're doing. And just seeing so many colors and interaction and things that I was like, you, you, how did they get there? All that, you know, common things that you hear about graffiti. But being a youth in Los Angeles in the early 90s, it was just, it was the only like real truth because everything else was just like, oh yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. You could do it like that. And if you don't do it like that, you're going to not do it, you know? And graffiti was just like, how, what, what the fuck is happening? You know, like, the, the, like everyone says I'm not supposed to do this, but like, look at what they're fucking doing. You know, <laughs> like, I think that was the biggest inspiration to like do what I'm doing nowadays. Well, when did you start picking up tools then to, to make? I've, like, always been forced to make shit. Like, um, ever since I was a little kid, I've always, like, drawn. My parents were always just, like, putting me in, like, little art competitions and random shit. And I never really cared. It was just something that I, I could do and then get, like, affection for. Like, oh, look at that. Like, they, he did good. And I'm like, oh. And I, I didn't never really cared about it. Like, step back a little bit. Like, my, my dad's, like, a gnarly biker. And then my mom's, like, a like a hippie. So, like, I, I get both. What kind of biker? Like a motorcycle? Uh, yeah, stuff. Harley oh, yeah. Davidson's fucking big old beard, leather jacket. You nice. know, like, grizzly motherfucker. And yeah. then my mom's, like, this sweet little, like, lady that like grew up in like downtown los angeles and then was like i don't like this i'm gonna like go and be a part of like nature you know <laughs> so like i got both of both worlds and um being a part of like the art thing when i was a kid was like cool but it was just like oh you guys like this is what you think that i like doing but like i like getting dirty and breaking shit <laughs> like messing around you know and like um Forever it was just like, okay, I'm doing art, I'm doing art. And then when I, like, actually figured out this, like, under... I think it's so cheesy to say underground world, but, like, this world that's, like, existing on the same battlefield that we're at, but, like, no one talks about, no one knows about. Yeah, no, it's a subculture for sure. Oh, 100% yeah. subculture. You yeah. know, I'm, like, to to see that as, like, a kid, though, and not understand what even subcultures are, you know? But then it's, like, so relevant, you know? Because it's, like, everywhere I go, there's graffiti. From the suburbs to all the way to downtown, there's someone scrawling on something that's not theirs. How did you first get involved then? Because to go from that point to recognize it, then to have somebody or some place to unlock that world for you is revelatory as a kid, right? Oh, yeah. It was this kid named Because. Um, because he was a part of DAS crew. I, I don't even know. This is LA stuff. Like DAS all the way, like super gangster. But, um, because was just like he saw my art and was just like i remember uh 
I was a part of, I, like, always getting put in art programs, but fucking hating it, you know, and getting in trouble and, like, being a class clown, like, not trying to do anything that was, like, I was told to do. And uh, one of my, like, awesome teachers that was, like, a, my ceramics teacher was kind of just, like, yo, like, I know you don't like authority, but you're, like, you can make stuff. So, like, just be in this class and make stuff, that's you great. know? That's a great, and I'll give that's you a great pedagogy, man. That's, oh, a, that's a great teacher. Yeah. Amazing, you know? Yeah. And I, I look back to her so much. There's, like, two teachers in my life that, like, will always ring a bell. And, like, she's one of them. And then when I, when I was still a bad boy, I got kicked out of that school and I couldn't do anything. And I got caught doing graffiti. I, like, tagged a little, like, fence post, you know? And that's what you got kicked out for? Oh, yeah. And then uh, I got tackled by, like, two crazy uh, football, like, coaches. Uh, it was at school, which was really stupid, and, like, I was, like, all stone, like, young kids smoking weed when it's just, like, oh, it's a whole different world. And they tackled you. Oh, dude, they tackled me and treated me like I was the biggest criminal ever, you know, literally just because I, like, wrote my name. And, it, dude, the marker I had at the time, too, was probably, like, you could wipe it off, you know? It wasn't even, like, permanent or anything. It was just me being, like oh, I'm out of school, like, I'm going to express myself, or, like, I think this is really cool, so I'm going to do this, people at school are going to see this, and I got tackled, and this is when I was, like, 16, and then I got thrown in the whole, like, court juvenile system, and, like, in and out, all that, just for, like, drawing or something. Yeah, right. And, uh, it kind of, like, it hardened me a little bit, but it, when I was thrown into that system, they kicked me out of school, and they put me in a continuation school. My continuation school was probably about like 40 kids, not even. And our cafeteria was a lunch truck that would come around noon and park in the parking lot. And it was just like, all these kids, we don't fucking care about them. You know, like they're, we don't want them a part of anything that we're doing. So like, we're going to push them off to like this bad lot where like no one cares. And, uh, that was when it got all bad. <laughs> you know, like, I was in there for graffiti and they put me on a drug program because I told them that I saw letters in the clouds. So they thought, wow. <laughs> yeah. They're like, why do you do this? And I'm like, I see letters in everything. Like, if you look up in the sky, you can see letters. Like, I was so obsessed. This is when I was like, so they diagnosed you with a drug problem automatically because I was just like, I wasn't like being like, oh, this is a bad thing. Like, you know, like, uh, I shouldn't have done that. I was like, no, I have to do this. <laughs> like, this is. Do you still see letters in the clouds? Oh, or letters like and everything? everything. I think that's like the only truth that I like have. The only real language is like through art nowadays. Like, yeah. I get in fights with my partner all the time because I'm like just speaking my mind. And she's just like, what the fuck? Why'd you say that? And I was just like, I, I have no filter. I'm sorry. Like I just, all this is made by slaves and people died here and it's terrible. And like, oh, it's all bad. And she's just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I have to take a break because, like, I, I I dive into things really deep. Yeah, probably like this conversation. Yeah, no, but that's <laughs> I, I guess that is a a telltale sign of the artist that investment in an idea, the you know integrity to dig into an idea and just be obsessed, really. Something <laughs> you know until you want to put it down, I guess, and, and maybe you never put it down. And like the city is like so. I don't even know, like, if the word enchanting or, like, mystic or, like, there's so much more that's, like, on these city blocks than, you know, what we wear and what our suits are every day. You know, yes. it's like, oh, we're out there being like, yeah, we're living our lives and look at us. Oh, like, I don't like your clothes. So I'm going to judge you or whatever. But, like, the city talks because, like, there's so much embedded into the city, like, with just all the mason work and architecture and 
everything else that like will always sit here and um no agreed i uh, i i mean i as a as a poet i love the city because i love all the voices all the sounds all the colors all the smells that you get by just walking around or or in fact just being stationary you know i love pulling up somewhere sitting down and watching you know the myriad of different kinds of people pass and to me like that's a visual poem that i'm Oh, it's beautiful. To yeah. I love that, man. Yeah. But, but so I think, I think artists kind of share that collectively, some deep desire and investment in the world, you know? Yeah, like um, uh, anywhere I go out here now, too, especially because I feel like I'm trapped in the Matrix, especially downtown, because like, I can do like throwies daytime on the street and like wave at people, and like <laughs> no one will do anything because they're just like on their phones and like care like too much about this person next to them and like all this weird shit that like adds up. So it's just like, oh, like, in this battlefield in this playing ground like you guys are kind of all trapped in the matrix so like it's it's interesting for me to like be like okay i'm not gonna look at my phone i'm gonna like set that aside and i'm just gonna whip out a sketchbook and if i'm in a bar i'm at like i'm on the train i'm, I'm, I'm anywhere it's just kind of like i'm just gonna like sketch these people right now and um it's something that's really cool about this city is that like no one really knows because like they're so caught up in their own selves so, like, you actually get, like, genuine, like, kind of characters of people. And uh, through that, though, it's, like, the city, people, buildings, everything. It's just super, like, cool, cool, cool. Like, so much inspiration. So, it's, like, anxiety walking through downtown. Because it's just, like, stop, stop doing this. Like, I just, just I like, oh, stop looking at your phone. Like, why are these buildings like this? Like, I just need to draw stuff. Like, I don't know. I get, like, really caught up sometimes because it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. When, when, at, at what point, so you, you were in the juvenile system, um, at, at what point, because it, part of what you were saying is that you also have the, the discipline to create, which not everyone has. I think that's kind of what makes an artist and the cer- it certainly makes an artist have some longevity in the form is that discipline. When did you start to take yourself seriously as an artist? Oh man, I, I don't even know if I'm taking myself seriously as Maybe that's part of the wisdom. You know? but, yeah, like, yeah. Um, oh, that's the hardest part. Is like, I guess people think my shit's cool, but like when people think they're cool, I hate you. Yeah. Well, your stuff is also hilarious and whimsical. I mean, it is from a craft level, you know, you have an expertise, but it, you could tell that you also have fun in the work that you make that's like the only like real point about any of it is like staying and having fun like legally illegally no matter what like i need to express that because like i've wasted so much time doing this so like if i'm not having fun through it then it's not really worth it i think so so once you got out of that juvenile system it was it was in and out like past juvie it was like oh i like Went to jail. I was like in jail for like months in Twin Towers, Los Angeles, for and, like, all these things. Yeah, all for, writing. all for writing. Like all just adding a millimeter surface to another surface. Like, what is that like as a writer inside? Like, what is the treatment that you get by being in art? You know, because there's people are there for multiple different reasons. And totally, I, I can't really speak for everyone because everyone deals with stuff differently. But like, uh, when I was in there, it, it was something that, like, everyone in the beginning is like, oh, what? Like, that's not a real crime. Fuck you, dog. Da-da-da-da-da. But, like, through time, you can, like, use it because it's like 
everyone needs like a card sent home to their baby mama or like a thank you or like they want pictures so like just trading like soups and like cantina and that's like food and things for like sketches and like little drawing i don't even know how many mickey mouse and Minnie mouses like kissing each other i would draw you know and like just trading like my you know trade for another thing you know so like uh it, it, it taught me a lot in the sense that like Okay, I'm trapped. I'm a fucking felon, first of all. You're going to tell me that I'm never going to be able to succeed because I'm a felon. But, like, even in the worst place ever, I can, like, figure out how to make my craft, you know, something that I can use for my advantage. And uh, I, I, it's hard to get a real job. It's hard to even get an apartment, you know, because of my past. But, like, through all of it, I, I've made connections, friendships, and been able to, like, continue to, like, travel and all these things. So, like, when it really breaks down to, like, aside it's like I, I i don't know thank you guys you know i faced with all of that there are a lot of writers i know even mm-hmm. who make a very understandable decision to stop because of that graffiti is so criminalized in chicago around the country Everywhere. you've obviously made the decision to continue what you know i i guess is it is it the love the passion for the work that makes you continue this is like the heaviest thing is like uh there's so many things that get into it like past my going back to my dad as a biker and having the rebel in my heart also not being able to like really compare myself to these other people living in a city in anxiety it's like a push to just be like this isn't this isn't what has to happen you know like you can literally do whatever the fuck you want and you don't have to be trapped. But the illegal thing for me that I keep is past rebellion and like doing it. It's just like a, yeah, like I need to last, you know, like I'm here, I'm here right now. I I, I want people to see one of my tags and in their head, have an encyclopedia of my work just to be like, wow, like this guy, no matter where he's at, he's still doing what, like, it's he started doing for this, you know? Like, I don't know, catching tags on things that isn't hurting people, I think, is one of the most important things ever, you know? Um, well, so, I mean, people have done it forever. Yeah. Right? This is, like, the one of the most ancient of all art forms. And, two, it also is a way to beautify your everyday it's it's a surprise and then also fuck it up dude like this shit's gross dude like i'm supposed to live in this concrete jungle that's like a gray wall or in chicago it's a brown wall like i i I don't like when it really breaks down to it no matter what like okay like we live in a society that is literally just colors and things that we're supposed to see like this is the route we're supposed to go this is this place we're supposed to be in graffiti to me is so important because it sparks emotion in an emotionless society no matter if it's a gangbanger tag or a beautiful mural outside on that fence it's still going to spark emotion more than that fence ever did before you know, if it was done legally, illegally, no matter what, that you never felt for that fence that was across the street in your alley. But yet, like, one day some kid illegally goes out there and tags it, and you're pissed. This is my fence. I'm angry. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and then, okay, whatever. It's a feeling. <laughs> Another reason, oh, cool, you, you commissioned an artist to, like, paint a beautiful mirror. Now you're like, yes, this is my fence. 
look at the art that I have, you know? And um, I love that. I love that artists imbue meaning into these inanimate in, uh, objects. Oh, and it's something that we forget about so much unless it's like, this is ours. You know, besides that, it's like, okay, that's just a thing that's either a barrier or it's something that's like in my everyday thing that I don't care about. And then once something illegally is done or illegally, you know, it just sparks... Yeah, something. I don't fucking know what it is, but it's just something more than that every day. Okay, this is what it's supposed to be. You know, I, I go to work. I have to come home. Nothing else changes my peripheral because, like, I'm stuck in this, like, routine in this loop. But yet, I do a big-ass fat can tag on this abandoned building that you never cared about, right? And it's it's been sitting there vacant for years. You're going to be pissed, right? But then I do fucking a bunch of little bunnies hanging out and jumping around. It's still illegally on the building. You're going to be like, wow, look at that, honey. Look at what they did there, you know? So it's just so funny to me that there's that like little like seesaw in everyone's head. But to me, it's like all the same, you know, like you got like, it's going to happen. If it, if it doesn't happen, that building's never going to be there anymore. It's going to get bulldozed or it's going to be forgotten about or a high rise is going to be built. Maybe hopefully I could do like something there that's either going to piss you off, make you excited or just do something differently than you ever thought about that building before. Now you you've traveled a lot. I mean, obviously we're not in LA, and I want to know why and how you got to Chicago. But after leaving Los Angeles, where did you where did you go? Oh man, um, I've been uh, so the West Coast was like the beginning. Like I haven't been in Los Angeles forever. I love it as like where I started in inspiration, but like uh, I haven't been back in a while, so I'm not really a part of Los Angeles culture anymore. A lot of people don't even think I'm from Los Angeles. Um, a lot of people think I'm from New Orleans, but um, because I, I lived in New Orleans, I mean, I lived in Los Angeles, sorry. Um, when I was about 17, 18, me and my buddy moved up to Portland, Oregon. My parents split up when I was young, so I always had Los Angeles and pretty much Portland, Oregon on like a basis to go back and forth on. Um, in between all those times, I've lived from San Diego all the way to Seattle, spent about two and a half years living in Oakland, California. One of my biggest inspirations for what I do every single day is this writer named Animal. Um, one of my crazy, crazy friends, roommates, um, everything. I lived with him in Oakland for a while. Um, and of course, they have a great writing community. And scene. Oh, it's so cool. It's so close. And everyone's really friendly. And it's kind of like if you have beef, it's like, okay, like you're going to fight right now or we're going to like shake hands. You know, I'm like coming from Los Angeles where it's like, oh, we all hate each other and we're just going to hang out in our own groups. Like moving around has been why I think my style and what I do is like what I do. Um, I think, yeah. Moving is the most important thing. I, I'm never too trapped in a society where I'm like, oh, I've killed it. I've been playing in here for 10 years. I'm the shit. You know, it's like everything gets buffed. <laughs> and if it doesn't get buffed, then sick. You can remember that one spot, but it's not something to like really like walk around and like use. That's my wall. People. Yeah. yeah. So it's like moving is really like kind of in a sense past like bring me so much information and showing me so much about the world. It's also like kind of humbled me out because like everywhere where I go, I'm kind of like, okay. I can't be here anymore because like I've already done too much. I get paranoid or like all other situations and, um, yeah, just hopping around, man. Um, through in the beginning, it was kind of just like a push to get the fuck out, like just trapped in a place that I didn't want to be. And then as time goes everywhere you go, it kind of just turns into that. <laughs> well, what, what brought you to Chicago? 
Um, actually, my, my, my partner that I'm with right now is an awesome acrobatic contortion person and also like going she went to school to be a part of like a circus troupe uh -huh. um i was like dying in new orleans past so when i left oakland california i was like okay i'm gonna move to new orleans that place is like it looks like it's abandoned i can either move to like detroit or new orleans and i was like detroit's already been painted a bunch let's move to nola so i moved to nola fell in love with new orleans because you're looking at the public space as a canvas totally like, like everywhere there. i've gone is like how can i like paint like what can i paint you know i'm like if I've, I've already been to jail for this a bunch i know what pisses people off i'm not going to scribe on people's businesses just to get my name up but i also feel like i can alter my like surroundings by like painting and if i'm not hurting someone then i can benefit because my graffiti is going to rock and they're going to be stoked and then I'm going to be stoked and there's this like kind of weird alliance. So after I left Oakland, uh, I was just like, okay, the city's changing. This is back in like 2013 too. And I was like, the city's changing. It's really weird. Like it's not the same anymore. It's not like abandoned. There's not a bunch of things going like under business, like a campaign. So I was like, where else could I go? And I was like, let's go to New Orleans. Moved to New Orleans, and when I, I, I fell in love, man, like, but past falling in love, it made me an alcoholic, and <laughs> determined just to, I don't know, get fucked up. Um, I, I fell in love with the city. It gave me so much of a, I, I, I don't know, like a, a sense of like what real life is. Like I lived in the West Coast, and everyone's cocky and thinks they're so cool. When I moved to New Orleans, I was like, what the hell? Like, it's, it's fucking 90 degrees out, and it feels like 120. It's hot as fuck. Baby, we here doing the same thing. Why would y'all be mad at each other, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, there is also a bit of a different sense of history, it seems, in New Orleans. I feel like, you know, in... in, in like, uh, And I've heard Miami described this way, but I feel like New Orleans is also just the North Caribbean in some ways too you know that that it feels like an extension of you know it's it yes it is america absolutely oh, yeah. and it is also this you know real port to rest of the world the transatlantic the caribbean all these different things are happening in it's a it's pirate town it's always been pirate town you know since any of us can even remember that's like the port it's pirate town you know like and it will always be that past like all the other culture and everything that's like being a part of new orleans it's just so ripe with history and culture and everyone out there doesn't matter where you're from we're, we're we're fucking nola and we're having a good time and we're out and whoever you are whoever they are like let's come together party and one of my favorite things about nola is everyone brushes shoulders at one point because it's such a small community so you can be having the best time of your life, you know, and hanging out. And there's people behind you and you don't even know and you're bumping into people. And then six months comes down the line and you're, you're signing big, like, commission deals with some dude. And you're relating on that one party that you guys are, like, buck wild at. And you're like, yo, you were there. I was there. And, like, just that whole sense of community was, like, so different for me. I didn't really understand it where I came from Los Angeles and traveled the West Coast. And it was just kind of like, fuck everyone besides, like, my team, you know, and, like, my team is Charles, and it's a small little clique. And when I moved to New Orleans, it was kind of just like, oh, what? Like, the only way that my team's going to get better is if I work with everyone. And that city really showed me that. Mm. And the hardest part about that city, though, is, like, it's 
once again, Pirate Town. So it's like fueled by, it's adult Disneyland. You know, if you go down to the French Quarter, people travel to NOLA to get fucked up, you know? 24-7, booze, all that. For a, a younger graffiti writer that's got a lot of depression and anxiety, it was it a great place to get fucked up <laughs> yeah, at, you know? Yeah. And then that's just the best place to paint. Get trash, go do like a throwy downtown, you know? And then like, what? It rocks? Like, it's not going to get buffed like next day? So, like, that city taught me a lot, but, like, as time went by, I was, like, that's when I first sold my first canvas for, like, 300 bucks. I was, like, oh, man, I could, like, do this. Like, I was working at the fucking Superdome, like, dying. I was doing a bar backing on the outside, so you have to wear, like, all black, like, sh- pants and, like, a, a long sleeve t-shirt during the summer, pushing, like, 300 pounds of, like, alcohol up and down stairs. But, um... I was, I was dying out there and I was just like, okay, like I, I sold my first thing at art and like a couple months went by and I was like, <clears throat> as a year I've been making money, I've made probably like five grand off of art, like fuck it, I'm going to move back to California and like tell myself I'm an artist, you know, moved to San Diego, lived in a warehouse, I didn't have a bathroom in there, so uh, we stole an RV from the desert, I pot- bought new tires and put them on the RV, it was just like a abandoned RV that we found in the desert. I put new brand new tires on it and then like rented a U-Haul and then we dragged it about like 40 miles on the freeway with like my friend in like a, a truck behind us making sure we didn't get pulled over. Like pieces of the RV are like flying everywhere and shit. And I like lived in a, I, it was like that was our bathroom and our kitchen in this 3,000 square, square foot warehouse. Wow. And it was, it was terrible, man. It was one of the It worst. doesn't sound outstanding. Oh, uh, but it was as looking back on it because every day i woke up in this fucking microwave box it was either super hot or super cold because it was all tin and i was like okay i have to make art like i'm here to be an artist like this is what has to happen and i i I tried to be an artist in san diego so many things like fucked me over i'm not even gonna get into it you know because i was like cutting my hair back trying to look all fancy and shit and like trying to be nice and like working with these people and like being there for like a year and a half and then finally like all this gnarly shit happened to me and i was like all right fuck this if i'm ever gonna be an artist i don't have to like look like one or act like one i'm just gonna do me and i'm bummed the fuck out right now and i'm moving back to new orleans to kill myself I'm about to be 27 and I want to join the 27 club and I'm going to move back to New Orleans and die in an alcoholic rage. (laughs) And that's what's going to happen. So I moved back to NOLA with my buddy. We threw everything in this like little tiny like Volkswagen like a hatchback. Like it was me and my like awesome buddy, Carl Jungle. Check him out if you can. Awesome ass like artist, MC, musician. Me and him like Moved back to NOLA, didn't know what we were doing, lived out there for like a year and a half, and I, I bucket listed everything I could, because I was like, I'm going to die, you know? So I was like, doing freeway signs, like walkouts, like doing anything I could, like tagging in front of like cop stations, like didn't care, because I was like, okay, I got a couple months left, like, uh, let's see what this happens, you know? Like, kept going, kept going, kept going, hurting myself, probably lost like 30 pounds, just like partying all the time, waking up like dying every day and then uh yeah, i turned 27 you? yeah and then i didn't die <laughs> oh you thought like on the day of <laughs> or like I, I i rocked it still for like a year but like already at that point i was like getting sluggish like fuck it didn't happen yet <laughs> like what am i gonna do you know and then um it just kept going and then but like through all this too like that's like when a lot more of my work started getting more appreciated you know because people are like oh wow like 
look at what this guy's doing. Like, oh, wow, look at these pictures that he's painting. And well, it sounds like you also really applied yourself, too, and were creating without a sense of fear. Yeah. Um, I, that's, like, the only thing I have is creating. You know, like, otherwise, like, everything else sucks. And if, like, I can't make shit, then, like, I, why, I feel like, why am I here? Yeah. So I have to, like, be able to produce. And, like, being in NOLA and, like, telling myself I'm going to die and everything, I was like, I have to be remembered. I can't just, like, die like another idiot. Like, I got to make sure my name is here, like, somehow, you know? And uh, through all that, getting little side jobs and things like that and, like, doing all these projects where people are like, oh, dude, you're pretty good. Like, you should keep doing this. And I'm like, sick, yeah, give me, like, uh, four grand. Let's, let's rock it, you know, and, like, do it and, like, spend it all on, like, booze and drugs and shit. And then, like, two months ago, I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't pay rent. Like, uh, I got to go, like, do an art show or something, you know? And uh, it was just always nonstop. And then I met this person. She's like, you're an idiot. Like, uh, but I think you're kind of cute. Like, uh, let's hang out. And then she kind of brought me out of this depression. And time went by, I was like, yo, you want to move to Chicago? And I was like, no, I, I hate that city. <laughs> it's cold and they don't like dogs. Like, that's what I thought when I... <laughs> <laughs> like, I came out here like four or five years ago like traveling and it was the middle of the winter and I was like with my dog and like no one could like everywhere all the homies that I like met or like they're like yeah dude like you can come stay but like your dog can't you live on like the 50th floor this high rise and like all these problems so like when she told me like yo you want to move to Chicago I was like fuck no <laughs> like, I still have my big dog Frank dog like Frank Ferdinand my, my dude good guy he's been on a lot of travels with me still here but uh i was like i was like fuck it whatever i haven't died yet like maybe i should just get out of here because i'm 28 now <laughs> like still not dead and i'm just drinking every day and partying like i'm trying to kill myself so like let's move out and uh i'm glad you made that choice i mean for a lot of reasons one i want you to stay alive for a very long time because i'm a fan uh but also in what because I mean, how long have you been in chicago now it's been about almost a year so in a short period of time, you've also really made a mark, literally, and also, you know, in the larger writing and, and art community, you, you've, you know, you've, you've, people know who you are. And I'm, 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 I'm hyped and ashamed <laughs> the same way. Um, I, I, it's something that it's going to happen no matter where I go, because it's like the only therapy I have. So like to give something back is great, but like also it's like something that I have to do. So like um, it's just like when I was in, 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 in a little kid and I was getting in trouble for this, like I'd always like freak out after I painted something because I'd be like, oh man, they're gonna raid my house like they did before. Oh, this is gonna happen. So like that is always on the back of my head. And like even coming here was like huge thing for me. It was like, oh my god, it's all a trap. This is all gonna be bad. But um, thank you. Like, um, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm super hyped to be in Chicago. It's changed my mind around. People, like, appreciate my work. It makes me feel better about myself. It makes me want to create more. Um, all the opportunities and the people that I've met here have been so amazing. Um, I never thought a year ago when I was like, Chicago sucks, it's cold, and they don't like dogs, that I would ever be in a position where I'm at now. Yeah. No, it is. It's it's a good community of artists, and especially right now. And, yeah, I mean, I I know, you know, there has been a really nice community here that's embraced you. Do do you have stuff coming up that people could see that's not just – I mean – you could point people to the direction of sh- stuff on the street. Um, I just saw a really beautiful mural that you and Merlot did recently. Um, and, 
Yeah, uh, you did like a, I think, is it the shark? It was a little shark piece. Yeah, I love yeah. that piece. I don't uh, even really know where it is. Yeah, I, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's over, that's, it's, um, I don't even know what street it's on, but it's like off of Willow, uh, and it's east of Elston. That's all I could say about it. Okay, yeah, um, if you know more direct, like, pinpoint people, like, if people want to see my work, like, please get out there, um, I also like to keep it a little secret, so, like, if you see it, you know, flick it, but, like, um, on my social media page, I've been, like, not working and showing that because it brings me back to, like, what graffiti was originally to me. Um, I'm trying to keep little things a little bit secret and, like, make them, like, oh, this, I just saw this for the first time. Right. Instead of being like, oh, yeah, I already knew it was going to be there. I've seen it on my phone. It's, it's all right. But, like, actually, uh, the, it's kind of sloppy. It looked a lot better online. You know, like, I want people to be like, wow, look at that. It's sloppy. It looks good. You know, for the first time. Um, where, where can people uh, follow you on social media? Um, it's Charles dot Utero, so U T E R O, the third. Oh, there's another dot after Utero, so Charles dot Utero dot T H E three R D. Charles Utero the third. That, that's that's me. Yeah, and we'll put it out once we once we put the episode out. Yeah. Um, I this I, I feel like we could do another three hours, and I would like to totally. Um, I I am because you are also, you know, one of a number of people, but but who go back and forth between the the practice of the street and the practice of the studio, and the studio work I've seen of yours I really enjoy a lot. Oh, thank you. Um, are there spaces coming up in the future where people could? Yes, totally. So I'm about to have a show in the middle of like August. It's going to be my first show in Chicago. I have a big warehouse that I've already painted the inside of. It's 3,000 square feet. I painted the whole thing with fire extinguishers and spray paint. Um, I'm trying to showcase a little bit of something that like what Chicago's like made me feel. Um, It's going to be all part of the beeline. It's it's a little bit off. So it's a little off section. There's a big warehouse out there. If you want to see some of my work already on the streets, you can check out the beeline. Um, I just painted a mural with my buddy Isrek from Los Angeles literally last night um, on Elizabeth and Hubbard is a street. So Hubbard is a lot of like murals that have been working coincide with the beeline lately. Um, they've been awesome with me. And, uh, when is this? When is the uh, warehouse show? It's going to be like middle of September. I can't really. I don't really know the exact date okay. yet. All and right. then also, I'm trying to keep these things like a little bit. I don't know. Who? Cares? I wish I could tell you the right date. Yeah, actually. We'll, I just don't we'll, know. We'll, we'll let people know. But uh, I'm really excited for that. I'm Thank really you. glad that you are alive and in Chicago. <laughs> and uh, look forward to all that you will continue to create in the city yeah oh, thanks for having me so no, no no appreciate you thanks for being here. spilling things out it was, it was great we want to thank our super producer DJ Cashera WDN boss man Todd Manley Shout out Ernie the Engineer and of course Max the Snack Tour all day on IG and Twitter we are corner store underscore pod Please y'all rate and subscribe on iTunes. Tell someone to listen to The Corner Store. And if you wish, you could also tell us who we should have on The Corner Store. Yeah, just, you know, slide in our DMs. They're open. A great way to support us is through our Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash cornerstore underscore pod. And you can, you know, support us in our future endeavors and, you know... 
get some benefits along the way. And it's like the little change jar, like yeah, you that know. you know, in front, like at the corner store. Right? Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. If you if you listen, please support, and uh, we really appreciate your support. Thanks. The corner store is brought to you by Stolen Spirits. <laughs> <laughs>